gold medal, but a new world record. We're so glad you joined us today for Sharing the Victory, the weekly radio program from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. As the Olympics draw closer, host Ron Brown will visit with Tracy Stalls of the U.S. Olympic Volleyball Team. What I see success is this process of, of going through with the Lord and, and trusting that whatever He has on the other side is perfect. And former Olympic high jumper Hollis Conway. Success is not Olympic medals. Success is not how much money you make. Success is discovering God's purpose for your life and doing that. And whatever results from that is success. Ron will also talk to FCA Health and Fitness Director Jimmy Page. Am I honoring God with my body? Mm -hmm. Am I doing the things necessary to be as healthy and strong as possible without putting myself at risk for injury because of the type of training that I'm undergoing? Ron Brown, the host of Sharing the Victory and assistant football coach at the University of Nebraska, is standing by, ready to get today's program underway. In Sharing the Victory's Olympic emphasis, we are honored to have one of my favorites, former great all-American volleyball player from the University of Nebraska, Tracy Stalls, who's been at the Olympic trials, seeing what God's going to do, whether she's going to be on that Olympic team for 2008 or not in Beijing, China. Tracy, how's it going? God bless you. Thanks for being on with us. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for having me. Well, you know, Tracy, uh, you've represented the University of Nebraska so well, the United States of America in your international travels in volleyball, and certainly the Lord Jesus Christ. And I was thinking about you here today because uh, I was reading 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and around verse 24 through 27, Paul talks about competition. He used the example of a race. When people are in a race, everybody runs to win. They want to be the, the first place. They want to be the gold medalist. They, they want to win the game. And that is a good thing. That's a good and godly thing. But then he goes on to say that the world or the non-Christian does it with that only in mind. That's it. But the Christian, as they compete, have a much greater goal in mind, and that is to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. It's an incorruptible crown that no one can take away. And so as you've examined the difference between your desires to just beat the other opponent or make the team or win the gold— versus the ultimate goal of being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, how are you doing? I mean, be, be vulnerable, be honest. Where are you at with all that? Oh, man. <laughs> it has been such an amazing journey with that whole aspect. God is all over the place. And I'm very careful now, just kind of how I speak about that, that Olympic dream, right? And mm-hmm. I used to talk about, yes, you know, that's the ultimate goal. That's that's the big thing out there. I mean, I've, I've always dreamed about being an Olympian. And, you know, even when I was little, watching it on TV, like my little heart would just beat faster and mm. my hands would sweat. And, but what God has been really working in me is that the bigger goal is to go through this process and to, like you said, you know, growing in intimacy with Him. And the expression that I see that just the visual is just arm in arm, arm in arm with my Lord as I'm pursuing this dream. And what I see success is this process of, of going through with the Lord and, and trusting that whatever He has on the other side is perfect. And if I can just identify those things that, first of all, I can control, you know, with my effort and with my attitude, it's like if I can max out on those, then I know that whatever He's got at the end of that is okay. 
Well, we're talking to Tracy Stalls, the great former All-American volleyball player from the University of Nebraska, training for the Olympic Games. And I know, Tracy, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit gives you the peace. That's one of the fruits of the Spirit as you focus on Christ, the peace and the confidence to trust the Lord with that which is out of your control. Yeah. Are you able to find a Jesus-like focal point that reminds you of him and actually breathes life into you while you compete? Well, one of, one of the things that's been important for me is the joy and the peace. It's just been an incredible part of doing this process with the Lord mm-hmm. and being determined that, no, I'm, I'm going to keep my mind right, and God, I just want to max out for you. And, and even in the middle of training, in the middle of a drill, it's been so freeing and cool to find myself, you know, you get one of those perfect sets okay, that basically stops in the air. You know, I get up and I crush it. I let out like this big, ah, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's like when I land, it's been so neat to just feel God's pleasure and to just think about him right after that and just be like, thank you, Lord, you know, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and I've had more and more of those moments of just awareness of his presence. The Bible says, like, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, and more and more I'm understanding what that means. I don't have to be tied down by whether or not the coaches approve of me. You know, like, mm-hmm. I see so many players get so worried and, and frustrated about their performance because it's determining their value. And I'm just so thankful that that's, that's not where I'm at. I don't need these coaches to tell me I'm worth something. Mm-hmm. God approves me where I stand. And no matter if I just wailed that ball into the bleachers or if I creamed it in the 10-foot line, like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm full. And he's been showing me what it's like to compete being completely full already. And so that this joy and this peace and any love, it overflows. What's been important, just kind of along the journey, is to identify what are these things that I come across that rob my joy, that steal away my peace sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's everything from, you know, maybe my body hurting a little bit or or maybe a, a certain teammate, you know, maybe one of these veterans that can be intimidating, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when I start to get involved in things that I can't control, I start to lose that peace and lose that joy. And so I'm always, I'm really thankful that my awareness has been increasing, that I can see when I get to that place, I'm like, all right, Lord, bring me back. You know, let's, hmm. let's come back to what's true here. Have you noticed others as you're going through this process seeing something in you? that would remind them of who Jesus Christ is? And have you had an opportunity to talk to them face-to-face, one-on-one, about the Lord Jesus Christ because of their interest in seeing him in you? Um, Yeah, there have been a couple opportunities. Uh, One in particular is a teammate who, when we went to China for three weeks, uh, we just, we connected really well. She kind of went through a tough round. She was a starter and then ended up not being a starter anymore. And and that that was a tough thing. And we ended up talking a lot about what is success and the ability to max out. And mm-hmm. um, she really soaked it all in, and, and it's been really cool because we've just continued that conversation since we've been back, and she's been going to church with me kind of every Sunday wow. and, and just increasing that. You know, like she bought a Bible, and she's all excited to just kind of chew on some truth. And it's been really neat to be with her in that process. Tracy, I just want to say this, you know, you have a heartfelt love for the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Christian life is not this cleaned up thing, you know, competition brings out the good, the bad, and the ugly, and 
And uh, I just I just know that God will be faithful to receive from you that which you offer to him. And so we just want to, we're going to be praying for you. We want to continue to encourage you to keep your eyes focused on the Lord Jesus Christ as you seek after this, this very high competitive level. Tracy Stalls, thanks for being with us, Tracy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. We've got much more on the way. FCA's health and fitness director is up next with a warning about overtraining. You've got to give your muscles and your body the time to repair and grow. In fact, all the growth actually happens during rest. Keep it right here on FCA's national radio program, Sharing the Victory. Cole throws it in the end zone. It's intercepted. The ball game and the season are over. Over. Yeah. That's me. I can't seem to get away from it. I feel like I let down the entire state. Yeah, it hurts. But don't worry about me. I'll be fine. There's someone who's there for me and cares for me no matter what. Unconditional love. You know what I'm talking about? Go to morethanwinning.org. Serving. Integrity. Teamwork. Excellence. These are the core values of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Get an in-depth look at each value from select contributors such as Tony Dungy, John Wooden, Laura Wilkinson, John Kitna, Betsy King, and Les Steckel. The first two books, Serving and Integrity, are available now at fca.org. This book series will be an excellent resource for high school, college, and professional athletes and fans at all levels. The Core Values book series available at fca.org. It's time for FCA Across America. Jimmy Page, who's the Director of Health and Fitness for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, is with us. Jimmy, welcome aboard again. Thanks for having me. Jimmy, today we want to talk about a subject called overtraining. Yes. I mean, we know of the athletes who don't want to work out real hard, and we can see the detrimental effects that that has. But there are some folks out there who have an impassioned, they got a zeal for working out. They want to be the best they can be, mm-hmm. but there is that danger of, of going overboard, yeah. a point of diminishing returns called overtraining. Why don't you talk to us about that? Well, a lot of athletes believe that if a little training is good, then extreme training is better. And the problem is, usually the way this surfaces is with some type of injury. So if an athlete is overtraining, they're not getting that proper rest, which at a minimum is going to be one to two days a week. Uh, If you're weight training, you're not going to want to train every day. You've got to give your muscles and your body the time to repair and grow. In fact, all the growth actually happens during rest. So if you're resting properly, if you're training with intensity and then you're getting the proper rest, you're actually growing muscle and improving your performance by doing so. If you don't take a break between training sessions, more than likely you're actually breaking down your body and not giving it the time and nutrients necessary to regrow. How do you know, Jimmy? We hear all kinds of different training philosophies that are out there. I mean, we see, I, I see guys who are training every day yeah. and everything looks great. Yeah. But does it vary from sport to sport? Do we need to know how our sport works or even does it vary from body to body? Yes. In fact, I mean, the best way to do this is to get in touch with a strength and conditioning coach because the strength and conditioning coach is a professional who understands the demands of your specific sport and will design a training program that's going to work for you, that's going to build in the proper rest. And when you really get into it, you've got preseason training programs in-season training programs, and we want to be able to maintain strength, speed, and power during that season. And if you don't prepare properly, 
prior to the season, it's usually a, a recipe for disaster. You know, the NFL is a great example of this. Fifteen years ago, players would come into camp before the season started in horrendous shape. Mm-hmm. Today, they don't do that. They train during the offseason. They actually come in in good shape because they know that they're going to minimize their risk for injury as the season progresses. Getting that proper rest and recovery, building those days in during the week where they're getting that is going to ensure that they don't overtrain. This is FCA Across America. We're talking to Jimmy Page, our health and fitness expert for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Jimmy, the Bible says, don't worry. (laughs) It tells us to rejoice and don't have care for the things of this world. But overtraining probably has a direct link to worry. Yeah. I think an athlete fears that other athletes are probably training if they're mm-hmm. resting. Right. I look back at the days of Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and all them, and they, they always felt, in fact, uh, I think Michael Jordan said the same thing. Hey, if somebody else could be training today, I better be training. Mm-hmm. And there is that paranoia that some other athlete is going to be getting an edge on you. Unfortunately, that, that can lead to injury. It can lead to overuse injuries. In fact, in youth sports today, overuse injuries are, are on the rise dramatically. Mm-hmm. Kids go from, literally from one sport to the next. Many kids are in two sports at the same time. Unfortunately, what we're seeing is a lot of tendon issues, a lot of tendonitis, a lot of knee issues, ankles, hips, shoulders, and most of it stems from overuse. Jimmy, one last detriment to overtraining is aesthetics. We have mirrors all over the place. <laughs> you go in a health club and it's, it's uh, time to look at body beautiful. Sure. And then you see athletes like T.O. on the cover of Muscle and Fitness magazine. He, he's shredded completely, no body fat, which is, for most people, unattainable. Uh, and, you know, you look at that and you say, well, is that what I need to look like? Is that what I need mm-hmm. to be? Well, you know, our, our real measure is, hey, am I honoring God with my body? Mm-hmm. Am I doing the things necessary to be as healthy and strong as possible without putting myself at risk for injury because of the type of training that I'm undergoing? Mm, that's great stuff. God bless you, Jimmy Page. Thanks for being on FCA Across America with us again. Thanks, brother. Jimmy Page has a 90-second podcast filled with encouragement to live a fit life, not only physically, but spiritually as well. Check it out at fcahealthandfitness.org. Keep it right here, because coming up next, I'll have another Olympic interview from a great friend of mine. Hi, this is Hollis Conway, two-time Olympic medalist in the high jump and area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes right here in God's country, northeast Louisiana. You're listening to Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is more than just a radio program or magazine. Sharing the Victory is available 24 hours a day at SharingTheVictory.com. At SharingTheVictory.com, you can click on radio and listen to the program online or subscribe to the podcast. There's also articles, testimonies from athletes and coaches, and a place for you to submit story ideas. You can also download Sharing the Victory wallpaper for your computer. Check us out online at SharingTheVictory.com. That's SharingTheVictory.com. One way to play drug-free from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is one of the most successful programs in the country, reaching more than 500,000 athletes and coaches. Here's former NFL safety and one-way-to-play spokesman Steve Fitzhugh. If we can encourage our young people to be true to their purpose, be true to God's call in their life, if we can encourage them to make the right decisions now, they've already won. Because when they get to college, someone is going to put their brew in their face and they have to decide now, not then. To sign the One Way to Play commitment, visit fca.org. My guest today is a personal friend of mine, Hollis Conway, a man who has soared in many nations around the world. What I mean by that is that this guy is one of the great high jumpers that the world has ever known. Seven years in a row, he was the national champion high jumper out of the state of Louisiana, 
and he went on to two Olympic Games and got medals in both. Hollis, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Ron. Uh, I'm excited about being here. Well, let me tell you something, Hollis. You're a hard guy to track down because uh, not only are you around the country speaking in a variety of places, you're also an area director for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in, uh, in northern Louisiana. Tell us a little bit about your background, Hollis. You told me once that God made you perfectly for the high jump when he put you together. What did you mean by that? Well, I believe that every person that's born was uh, in the specific plan of God, and he equipped each person with gifts to reflect his glory, to draw people to him. Mm -hmm. And if we begin to search to discover those gifts, man, you're talking about a purpose-driven life. But what I discovered as a high jumper, the average high jumper is six, five and a half. Most of the guys I competed against were six, seven, six, seven and a half. Many of them were six, eight. And I'm six feet tall, six feet one quarter of an inch tall, so I don't look like I fit with those guys. Hmm. But when they do a, a body study, a body mass, body index, body structure, I have the exact same characteristics and qualifications as a guy who's six foot eight inches tall. I have the same length proportionately, the same muscle structure, the same fast twitch fibers, the tendons, which means that when I was born, I had everything I needed inside of me to go to the Olympics and win two Olympic medals, which is just phenomenal to me to understand and to perceive the fact that God put inside of me all the tools I needed to be successful, but it was for His glory. Well, Hollis, you know, it's interesting because really what you're talking about is Psalm 139, that you were fearfully, fearfully and wonderfully wonderful. made, and that God in the secret places was weaving you in the womb of your mother— and yet, Hollis, there are many youngsters, and you're dealing with a lot of them in, in, in the line of work that you're doing with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. There are a lot of young boys and girls, and even us older boys and girls as well, who aren't thinking that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, we look at our flaws, we look in the mirror, we compare ourselves to somebody else. We're not world champions like you. Why don't you speak to folks like us out there who are looking at all these flaws and wondering why God did what he did with us? Well, Ron, you know, I use a lot of humor, and I'll go into assemblies, and I'll stand up in front of people, and I'll say, hey, am I not the best-looking man in this place? <laughs> and for some reason, everyone laughs at me. Well, yeah, because they're <laughs> looking at you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell them, I say, you know, I will never be a Chris Brown, or I'll never be a Tiger Woods, or a Michael Jordan, or Jennifer Lopez. You know, uh, the only thing I can be is myself, and I'm not a mistake. And I can't be defined by what other people think looks good. I can only mm -hmm. be defined by who God says I am. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is is that we have these desires and things that are appealing to us that we think we need to line up with. But God has fearfully and wonderfully made us, and what he made was good. And it's okay for people to like different things, taller, shorter, lighter, darker, wider, thinner. It's okay that doesn't define me as ugly or fat or stupid or dumb. It just defines me as different from what they like. Mm. And so I often point to the fact that out of 6 billion people, I'm the only person with my fingerprint, mm. which means I was designed to be me. 
Well, this fearfully and wonderfully made man that you're listening to on the radio right now is Hollis Conway, uh, seven-time national champion in the high jump, two-time Olympic medalist, one of the great high jumpers the world has ever known. And, and Hollis, um, you're talking about you know, how we believe internally that God made us. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about how God has given you a, a, a perspective of who you are through your time in His Word? Well, uh, you know, my life is, has been a journey. I have five older sisters. I have an older brother. So I'm the baby of the family. And, and we've had a lot of drug use in our family, a lot of underage pregnancies, a lot of uh, school truancy. Um, I mean, just tough situations. We grew up in a tough situation. Mm-hmm. And, and and Lord blessed me as an athlete to, to have a lot of accomplishments and to travel and to go on to college and do a lot of things that my family were not able to do and have to look at some of the consequences of what they had to experience and some of the things that were happening to me. For a brief moment as I was competing, I lived in that world. Mm-hmm. But then I had a tragic injury. I had a complete rupture of my patella tendon in 1995. And I just built a big house, bought my wife a Lexus, and missed all that money. And then uh, I came back the next year, and I jumped 7-6 in Madison Square Garden, the second highest jump in the world. And then got knocked off the Atlanta Olympic team and went to Paris and tore my Achilles tendon. And so I immediately went through three years of just injuries and struggling financially. And But through the whole time, God was just building some things in me and, and breaking some things down and stripping some things, and I realized that how powerless I was, that everything was in his hands. And I realized that I needed to wholly depend on him. And, and then I started asking questions like, well, why me? Why did I go to the Olympics? Why did I do this? You know, just start asking questions. And as I started to question God and, and seek him, he started revealing things to me. He said, there's a much bigger purpose. You know, there are people need to know that I am a healer. You know, people talk about God heals, but I had two of the worst injuries you could ever have as an athlete, and I can run and jump, and and, and it's amazing what God has done. People need to know that God still provides, you know. I went from making money to having no money and having a wife and kids, and and God provided, and they need to know that God delivers and God comforts. and, And as I began to go through those struggles and become more intimate with him, I discovered this is so much bigger than me. And what I want and the things I've accomplished is all about him. Success is not Olympic medals. Success is not how much money you make. Success is discovering God's purpose for your life and doing that. And whatever results from that is success. Hmm. Our guest today has been Hollis Conway, former great Olympian uh, in track and field, one of the great high jumpers the world has ever known, but now involved full-time in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes Ministry in northern Louisiana. Thanks for helping remind us where we need to get our definition of success from. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. You're welcome, Ryan. I really appreciate it. FCA President Les Steckel is at the starting block, ready to take off with Coach's Corner. He'll tell us what it means to have a daily quiet time with God when sharing the victory continues. Introducing a new revised soft cover edition of Tony Dungy's autobiography, Quiet Strength. This custom FCA edition includes an extra chapter on Coach Dungy's life after his Super Bowl victory, study questions following each chapter, and a chapter on Coach Dungy's involvement in FCA. For a donation of $15 to Sharing the Victory Radio, we'll send you the new FCA soft cover edition of Quiet Strength. 
Call Monday through Friday toll-free 1-866-STV-5031. That's 866-788-5031. The Olympic countdown continues next weekend on Sharing the Victory with soccer gold medalist Kat Whitehill. The one constant in my life is Jesus Christ. Olympic shot putter Ron Backus. I was ready to receive, I was ready to submit, I was ready to humble because my heart was broken. And Olympic runner Dan Brown. The thing that Christ obviously knows how to do is he knows how to finish well. That's been my thoughtful prayer that I want to finish well. Join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Hi, Ron Brown back with you. And don't you forget that you can catch us anytime on the web at sharingthevictory.com slash radio. Right now, it's time to welcome in FCA President Les Steckel. For many years now, my regular morning routine has included both a period of strenuous physical exercise and a time of absolute stillness before the Lord on my knees. My daily personal quiet time with the Lord is something that is absolutely priceless to me and gives me the inspiration and guidance I need for every facet of my life. My biblical role model for my daily quiet time is none other than Jesus himself. The New Testament contains many references to the Lord getting away from the crowds and his disciples to have his own personal prayer time with his Father. I figure if Jesus Christ needed this daily spiritual recharging, talking to God the Father, how very much more I needed to do just that myself. My quiet times with the Lord are both refreshing and very revealing, giving me the insight into both God and myself. I learned about this great discipline after attending my first Fellowship of Christian Athletes summer camp in 1972. It takes great desire and discipline to be consistent. If you're regularly reading God's Word, you might have had this very experience yourself. Recently, I had the privilege of attending a memorial service for the father of Dan Britton, one of our senior vice presidents. Dan's father, Ed, was one of the most consistent, bold, and effective witnesses for Christ that I've ever met. Ed Britton was also a great encourager for everyone to have a personal quiet time with the Lord. He even had a stock of books about the values of these quiet times he'd freely give to anyone he could. Yet even Ed discovered early on in his desire to build a quiet time into his busy daily routines, sometimes these moments with God could seem almost a drudgery. But as he continued to make quiet times a habit, he found that this turned from a sometimes drudgery to a discipline and soon became a true delight. Over time, his personal time with the Lord moved from being a drudgery to a discipline to a delight. Allow me to mention a meaningful part of my quiet time in logging in a prayer journal and then reviewing and reflecting months or years later how God has moved in my life with His generous grace. Perhaps you're at a place in your life where you know that a personal quiet time with the Lord would be very beneficial to you. Maybe you've already tried but struggled to develop a consistent time each day with the Lord. I heard one time that to develop regular discipline, you need to commit at least 21 straight days to a particular activity. Really, that's only three weeks. I used to tell many NFL players, what you perceive, you can achieve. You can do it. I know you can. And as you spend time reading God's Word and listening for His Spirit to show you what those words can teach you, whatever might seem momentarily as drudgery will soon move to a solid discipline and then a genuine delight. Spending time with God will be the greatest investment of time you will ever spend. Godspeed. Once again, it was great hanging out with you today. The summer games are getting closer. Next week, I'll visit with three athletes who will talk about their Olympic experiences. 
Cat Whitehill in soccer, Ron Backus in the shot put, and Dan Brown, the long-distance runner. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? Have a great week from all of us at Sharing the Victory. Don't forget to check out our website, sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio, and you can also listen to previous programs and subscribe to the podcast. And there's a place to email any questions or comments you may have. This radio program, the podcast, and other resources are made possible through generous donations from people just like you. You can safely and securely make a tax-deductible donation online by going to sharingthevictory.com and clicking on radio. Thanks for your support, and be sure to join us next time. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the heart and soul in sports.